in the long box for Wednesday, June 24th. Uh, I am your host, Brando. I got my partners in crime here. Um, Tommy, say hello. Hello. Olivia, say hello. Hello. And Enos has just walked in the door. Enos, sit down and say hello. hello. Be, be quick about it. All righty. Um, getting right into it. How was everyone's last week and or weekend? That's been decent, I guess. Pretty good. Pretty say, busy, but pretty good. T Tommy said decent, I guess, as if he's unsure. Well, <laughs> you know, nothing big, you know. No, we'll nothing major happened. happened. Yeah. Um, I, I saw a news item. Just I am going to touch on the COVID thing really quickly because I'm upset. Um, so I guess EU is about to open back up their borders, uh, but are seriously considering um, rejecting American tourists because we've handled our situation so badly. <laughs> I'm like, damn it all. But yeah, I, I, Madman, I did the same thing too. I kind of snickered when I read that. Um, so absolutely, it's funny. Yeah, uh, Enos, how are you doing? Doing all right, man. Uh, you're going to need to uh, basically get right on the mic. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Well, you don't have to get right on the mic. Then. <laughs> so. Enos, Enos is a very dynamic speaker. So. He is. So what I'm He's hearing got that is voice that carries. I, I'm being told yell at the at the microphone more. All right. So let's jump into the news items. Um, Olivia, I'm going to put you first. Um, go ahead. Tell me what you got. Give me your show and tell, Enos. Okay. So this is kind of an interesting one in the comic book world. Um, obviously, all the comic book titles have been pushed back a little bit. Wolverine number one came out in February. It's the rebooted title of the Wolverine series. Number five is now supposed to come out in September. And what's really interesting about that is that they're pitting Logan up with Dracula. And they're forming an alliance an alliance, excuse me, between Dracula and Wolverine against some unknown big enemy. So it'll be really cool to see how that plays out. Really? You know, I'm not buying Wolverine now, but I might get into it for that. Dracula. I know. It's such a weird twist that it's yeah, it's I, um, definitely yeah. interesting. When, I'm usually all in for, for, for something about Dracula. When was the last time we answer. saw Dracula? Was he in the Monsters Unleashed uh, event they did last year? He's been in a couple different ones. I know they pitted him with Spider-Man once. Um, occasionally they'll throw him in, but Wolverine and Dracula, I mean, that's just such an interesting combination. Yeah, hmm. I mean, the last time I remember seeing him, and, and keep in mind, I don't follow Marvel as closely as what I used to, was years ago in X-Men, when mm -hmm. uh, back when Jubilee got turned into a vampire. During the use of the Montesi formula. Yeah. Wow, they, I don't even she, remember she's Jubilee. She's not a vampire, vampire any longer, is she? They, they, <laughs> They uh, they undid that, didn't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. And that stinks. I liked her as a vampire. Well, it was been kind of cool, but yeah, Wolverine and Dracula. That that actually yeah, that might be worth, pretty interesting. I wonder. Uh, but now here's out. the thing: they're going to pit the two of them against a, a greater enemy. Let's start yes, thinking about this. Who is this? Who could this be? And I think that's the biggest draw for me is who could take on Logan and Dracula. Well, who who is badass enough that? Uh, Wolverine's going to pair himself with a vampire, you know? Because if anything, Wolverine would try to take him out, but something bad enough for him to, to, you know, tell Count Dracula, okay, we need to team up or I need your help on this. That's another thing I'm curious. Who's going to approach who on this? There's a, there's a good what if about that called what if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires from years back. That was a good read. I was about to say, I mean, that's the most interesting part, I think, is which immortal would beat which immortal. I, and I wondered if maybe Tommy, since you said that, if they're somehow not going to uh, integrate that what if into this. They may. They may. It's a very, very, very well. real possibility. 
I, I thought that was a great read. It's, it's one of my favorite what ifs. It, it's a it's a great cover of Wolverine um, draining Jean Grey in her Phoenix costume. So that was pretty cool. All right, I'm going to have to pick that up too because now uh, the curiosity has been piqued. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, stuff. you have a story. I like your story. Go with it. So this is a uh, free comic book day is uh, is being changed. It's going to be running from July 15th through September 9th. This Holy year. crap. Yeah, so it's it's going to be running quite some time, and instead of instead of uh, the you know like one free com- you know one free comic, they're sending five to six uh, books per week to um, to ve- to vendors to to be given out. Apparently, that the, the uh, it can be changed between from store to store based on you know the, the people's understanding of their Demand. customer base. So, but that's really cool, you know, to to be running that long and to be giving away you know those free comics. Free comic book summer will feature 45 of the previously announced titles from Marvel, Image, Boom, Dark Horse, IDW, Dynamite, Entertainment, DC, and more. That's, that's just what I was about to ask. Is it all the free comic book editions that were supposed to have been coming out in May that got pushed back? So. Wow. Yeah, from the looks of things, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool stuff. It's actually awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they're doing that, uh, mainly because I'm hearing that there's a lot of comic shops out there that are, are struggling with DC not shipping through Diamond anymore. I was reading something on that today on, on, on one of the message boards. Apparently, there's several that are, are deciding not to carry DC anymore. They're saying that they can't afford it. So right. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is on that. Maybe, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're having to charge more for D- DC's having to charge for more for their books now that they're no longer with Diamond. I don't know. They're probably not. The dealers are probably not getting the discount incentive that they used to get from Diamond, That's which which wasn't much. I mean, just like for way of comparison, if it was like a dollar comic book, I think the shop was paying sixty cents for it, and then the turnaround and discount it to you guys as you know, to readers meant they were making what a dime or fifteen cents off the book. Olivia, is that st- is that margin still way out of whack like that? Yeah, it's still pretty interesting um it's definitely a huge difference between the two um it depends on each individual retailer depending how long you've been in business tiers um but one of the biggest things is shipping costs they are not super mindful about how they ship out books right now um Mm. it's been interesting i'm just attributing it all to a learning curve for everyone it's definitely shaking up something in the industry so yeah hopefully it'll get a little better well, here's, here's my, and I don't want to say problem, but here's my thing about this. Uh, there's a lot of stores saying, well, I can't afford two accounts. You know, DC is killing us. Uh, were you guys not around when you had Diamond and Capital? How did you guys live? Because you had two distributors then. Yeah. So. Well, some of the newer shops may not have been around during that. Time. And that's true. But, I mean, I know there's got to be some out there who remember the days of having two distributors. The difference was, I think both of them carried Diamond and oh, crap, Marvel and DC. So if you didn't get it from the one, you could always get it from the other. So mm-hmm. I don't know how that works. But um, I have a news item. Edis, I'm going to skip your news item because I know yours is a little bit big. Um, Why? I, I have a couple of them, actually. One of them I actually put on our uh, Lost in the Long Box Facebook. Um, it is all over the Internet as a said in uh, whatever that TV show was, a family guy, all yeah, over the internet. Yeah. Um, we will, uh, reports are we may be getting the Michael Ke- Keaton Batman in the Flash movie. Um, so they've been saying for years it's going to be Flashpoint. Um, I think this is a really awesome idea because I think I've even said to people before, the consensus is that, yes, the DC movies are, are a mess, the DC universe. Uh, 
I like them. I'm okay with them. But I can see why a lot of people don't like them. The Flash movie, particularly if it's Flashpoint, is a great way to reboot that entire DC Universe franchise. And I think Michael Keaton Batman is probably the first step into that. From what I read, he's going to be playing Bruce Wayne. I figured at this point in his career, he'd probably be better suited as Thomas oh, Wayne. Yeah, well, he's he's probably going to be uh, retired Bruce Wayne. There's going to be a Terry McGinnis yeah. kid in this. Um, oh, that would be good. That would be good. I'd like I'd like to see yeah, Terry. They, they need to do something to it because it's probably one of the most most talked about or um, what everyone is chomping at the bit to see. Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne. Right. Um. And definitely, I would I would see that. I would definitely love to see that. But if um, they're going to go with Thomas Wayne, man, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's a man for me on I, that. And I saw that report, yeah, too, so too, that they said Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan could probably play Thomas Wayne in the right. same movie. Right, Um I, I'm actually just glad to hear that they're still moving along in that movie and it hasn't just been shelved. Uh, the problem is you're, if you're going to admit, if you're Warner Brothers, you're just going to come out and admit that you mishandled your movie universe use this movie to correct it exactly exactly that's a, good, that's, that's a perfect idea you know put out a good movie and make it right make everything right, right. you know and y'all I mean, know what got this got the appetite got the appetite wetted on this right again because this was dead in the water six months ago right y'all know what got you got that got everybody's appetite going again right the elseworlds crossover right yeah the, oh, the, the crisis when ezra miller showed up on the flash right that was that changed the whole complexion of, of 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 that event because when he showed up, it was like okay, so they are going to tie in the movies with the um Arrowverse and everything, which was a brilliant move. No one saw that coming. Well, I don't know if they're yeah. actually tying them in, um, as much as just they're actually going to admit we know the universe that that universe is out there and we're going to acknowledge it. Uh, but they've been saying for years they're not going to thread them together unless they're going to, you know, backtrack on that. Right. But right. Also, might not another be a one, bad idea. They need to give Brandon Ruth another shot at Superman, even though I love Henry Cavill. Brandon yeah. Ruth was just a great Superman. I was. I, I, I have to tell you later after the show what Scott and I were talking about on uh, Batman versus Superman, but a scene I love in that. Right. Uh, other big news, and this is big news because it, it just infuriates me. So everyone knows that HBO Max is going to be showing the Zack Snyder cut at Justice League, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so then uh, there was this big headline that uh, HBO Max announced, you know, when it was going to air. I thought, all right, let's click it. It was clickbait because, you know, what the date was early to mid 2021. Well, well, no crap, Sherlock. We already knew that. <laughs> you didn't give us a date. You just dangled a carrot in front of us. Yeah, pretty there much. <laughs> so anyone who sees that link out there, don't click it. They don't actually give you a date. Don't be me. All right. I'll, I'll look at I'll look at buying HBO Max once they announce when it's officially coming out. Um, I'm I'm betting that we're going to see snags, and we're not going to actually get that movie till late summer 2021. It's all right. Hey, Enos, give me your news item. My news item. We I only have, have 45 minutes. Don't get crazy. Ah, ha, ha, very funny. <laughs> Smart Alec. Anyway, <laughs> I was um looking through my news items, see what I was going to go um bring in, uh, talk about today. And this item from Newsarama struck my caught my attention in a big way. It was an interview with Dan Didio. Dan Didio, however you say his name. I say it, Didio. And he talked about why he didn't like Wally West and Dick Grayson. Because we all know but one of the big talking points was that Dick Grayson was supposed to die during the Infinite Crisis. 
And he gave his reason why he didn't like Wally or Dick by simply saying, the problem is that you got, um, hold on, give me, I'm sorry. Well, basically what he was saying was they weren't their own character. He disliked them because the Flash, Wally was tied into Barry and Dick was tied into Bruce. And they weren't their own character. And they he felt that Nightwing, that if Nightwing had died, that would have brought the heroes together, kind of like in the same vein, the way um, Barry Allen died in the Crisis on Infinite Earth, Supergirl, um, the Earth Two, Huntress, Robin, those kind of, that bring to you to unite the heroes. The only problem I have with that is that Dick Grayson is probably one of the more iconic characters from the Golden Age, and it's been. And he said one of the reasons why, another reason why he didn't like him was because. They aged with everybody else. In other words, we grew up with them. Right. right. Like I said, you and I, because, you know, they were kind of like our age and what have you, which I thought was great because you got to see them grow up. Because I always wanted to see Dick Grayson become Batman. And we and with Batman RIP, that was great. I thought the way that they did that and the way um, Dick was robbed was Batman through that whole series was great. So here's my problem with his statement. He doesn't like them because they're not their own character. Um, that's why he wants to get rid of them. So are you also going to turn around and get rid of Donna Troy exactly. and Roy Hopper? Exactly. And, um, uh, God, I had another one right there, too. But look how many sidekicks DC had. Yeah. And, and yeah. one could argue none of them are their own character because they're all sidekicks of a main hero. Right. Well, look at all the Robins. I mean, right. I, I, if you're going to get rid of Dick Grayson, you're going to get ev- get rid of everyone that was Robin. Uh, I exactly. Mean- exactly. And, 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 and to, to me, the whole the whole philosophy, just, I understood, but it just but at the same time, it didn't make any sense to me because you want to get rid of these characters. You don't like them, but look at they're, they're bringing in the money, especially after Wally became Flash. Especially after the William Mesner Lobes and Greg LaRock and Mark Wade runs that really that really um centralized Wally and established him as his own character See, and set him apart from Barry. That just tells me that the Dio was the driving force behind Wally disappearing from New Fifty Two and Dick Grayson becoming just the Grayson super agent character. Yeah. Um, yeah. because yeah. He, he wanted to get rid of those identities. Right. So right, which you know, Grayson was actually not a bad move. It was a good book. Oh yeah, but you, you knew the whole time he's going to be Nightwing again. It's, Is that because Tom King wrote it? It's it's one of the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, Enos. That's why it was such a good book. It's because Tom King wrote it. You're talking. Look, who are you talking to there? You want to run a damn? <laughs> Hey, look, Tom King byline on I, it. Randy's listen, love it. I mean, <laughs> it's usually Tommy that gets the Tom King shots. I, I I was blessed to catch an opening swing. And I was just thinking the other day, when we need to trim some fat from this show. Yes. And Randy will love it if Tom King put his name on it. <laughs> All right, so moving right along, we're going to go into anyone's got their news items. Everybody's done? Right, news items? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We're going to move into the show and tell brought to us by Olivia. Gateway Comics and Toys. Um, we're at 2368 Plank Road in Fredericksburg, um, just off of exit 130A95. We're open 11 to 7 every day except Sundays. We're open 11 to 5 then. And all the information can be found on our Facebook page or our website. Everything's under Gateway Comics and Toys. So when you make it into the studio, I, I, I want to talk to you about a little promo we're going to do for that where we're just going to have that pre recorded. 
Okay, cool. So Perfect. <laughs> yes. Your full service comic book shop. Absolutely. All there right. So, um, Enos, I'm going to show yours first. Now, Scott, I'm assuming this camera is the one I want here. Um, now, I got to tell you, I, I hated this event. Um, the only one that – so the DC Convergence event, this is the alternate cover too, isn't it? Yeah. Convergence number two uh, with the Batman cover. Personally, my feeling is the only good book that came out of this was the Superman Convergence, where we saw what happened to the original Superman before the whole Flashpoint in New 52. Um, that was a good story. That was yeah. an excellent story. So what's the importance of this book that you brought it in? Um, Because it tied in with, I'm pretty sure that somebody was going to talk about the uh, with Michael Keaton making his appearance in uh, uh, Flashpoint. Got Thomas Wayne and Bruce Wayne on the same cover. Okay, gotcha. Drawn by the great Ivan Rice. Okay, great. Yeah. Which, yeah. So did you read the Superman one I'm talking about? What's uh, my name? Of course it is. You and I talked <laughs> about what's it. What's my name? What is my name? Say my name. <laughs> All right. So I actually have two. You uh -oh. guys are going to love these. Okay. Um, since our subject tonight is uh, what got us into comics, you're going to love these. Now, everyone knows that one for me was Flash 243. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. 235, but uh, I brought two of them in here. Number one is uh, Action Comics 455 with the Junkman and Green Arrow and Adam. Look at that cover, and I remember buying this thinking, oh, that is such a crappy villain, and I, and I read it, I'm like, man, Superman comics are horrible, and I was like, why, why would you even write this story, right? Because it literally was a robot made out of junk, so... I almost said, well, I'm not going to read any more Superman Was that Nick Cardi comments. who did that cover? Huh? Was that Nick Cardi who did that cover? Uh, I think so. But yeah. then, yeah. a few months later, this bad boy hits the shelf. Nice. Action Comics 460. With the whole uh, evil alien thinking Steve Lombard is Superman and he has to kill him. This actually ends up being a four-part story, too. Um, and I remember I missed, like, parts three and four, so I had to like back order them years later. Um, this is actually takes place in 1976 because Clark Kent gets knocked into uh, 1776 Philadelphia. Um, oh, wow. But this, for me, changed uh, my view of Superman. Like, okay, maybe that really bad story in the other, other action was a fluke because this was actually good. I liked it. Uh, but, you know, I was a kid at the time. So those are my two show and tales. What do you got, guys? Uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, so I was not immune to the hype train. You know, <laughs> we were talking last week about uh, Ultimate Fallout 4. So here, here's my contribution. Amazing Spider-Man 300, graded 7.0. As you can see, I got aboard the hype train. <laughs> it's one of those ones, if I had to do it over again, might not buy that one. But, you know. The Venom movie was coming out. Everyone was all nuts about it. I was a fan of Venom at one point in time. Not so much now. I think he's a little overexposed, but yeah. So, so Olivia falls victim to the hype train every once in a while. He says something about Venom and the Venom movie. Should have been there the night we all. Yes, right. You weren't around that either, Enos. Oh. We all went to the Venom movie because we were going <laughs> to review it for the show. And we were expecting it to be a train wreck because the ads just made it look horrible. Yeah. But we all came out of it and we're all standing in the lobby and nobody says anything for like 10 minutes. And then finally somebody goes, well, I'm going to say it. I liked it. And we're all like, I know. <laughs> Was it Wayne the train? We, no, it wasn't Wayne. But we're all like, 
what are we going to do? This was supposed to be a train wreck, but it was actually good. <laughs> yeah, we that? were actually looking forward to tearing it apart on the show, <laughs> our review, and then we couldn't do it because it was moving. All right, Olivia, what do you got? <laughs> I have Daredevil number seven, the first appearance of the red costume. Wow. Nice. Oh, Look nice. That. That's a pretty book. Wally Wood cover. So I see you didn't and sell he's it. Put it up with his... Name I'm sorry. I see you didn't sell it to that gentleman last week who was asking about it. <laughs> we actually have a couple copies of this. Ah. Um, so I'm not actually sure about this. <laughs> but yeah, one of them. We have a lot of cool key issues right now. Starting to slowly go through them. But it's always cool to see something like that where I didn't originally know what the origin or the issue was. And you learn as you go. That is a, put that up again. That is a beautiful copy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty book. Oh, mama. I'm going to have to just, I'm not a Daredevil fan, but I may just have to go in and take that one. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yes, Daredevil battles the Submariner. I know. That was one of the most interesting parts. He's always one of those characters that just kind of pops up in areas you didn't think he would pop up. <laughs> the road is a maverick. Anyway. Right. Always like Namor. He's, he's a good character. That, he's arrogant as all get out. But that reminds me, uh, next week, Olivia, I got to tell you a story about Submariner and a comic con at Tommy and I <laughs> a couple of years ago. It was a good <laughs> oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Tommy remembers it because I was just like, mm -hmm. uh, huh? So, all right, guys. <laughs> Tonight, our episode, this is actually going to be fun. I'm gonna, this is a good one. Um, this was Olivia's idea, so I, I like oh, this. Yeah. Um, and I just piggybacked onto it because I had the flip side of it that I thought of. Because uh, you're Randy Loses. That's right. <laughs> what started it? What got you into comics? What was the one where you went from being the, the geeky kid to the cool comic kid? All right, so I'm going to start with you. Mm. Actually, cartoons and TV shows got me into comics. Because I didn't get my first comic until 1972, which was The Brave and the Bold, number 101, which, which teamed up Batman and Metamorpho. That was my exposure to Jim Apero. I, um, Jim Apero and Joe Kubert, because there was art from both of those guys in that book, because, um, of course, Joe Kubert, I'm sorry, Jim Apero did the Batman story. And there was a backup story, The Viking Prince, which was done by, by um, Joe Kubert. And there was also an ad for the upcoming Tarzan franchise that they had gotten the rights to. But actually, it was the George Reeves Superman TV show and the Filmation Superman and Batman cartoons that got me into it. And I didn't see the Batman TV show until two years after the fact. And I didn't see the first Superman movie with Christopher Reeve till I was fifteen. Whoa! And I, which, which coincidentally was the um the remember back in nineteen eighty two when ABC got the rights to it, and they did the two night <laughs> event. Give <laughs> because they added four hours worth of commercials. To yeah, the exactly, thing. <laughs> and but but I was lucky enough to find that cut on DVD two months ago. And it was just like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But like, but and then I actually about two weeks after I saw the filmation Batman cartoon, my mother bought me that that uh, Brave and the Bold. Nice. And the rest is history. I I love the uh, the uh, the uncut version of Superman that came out uh, in the silver box set yeah. a few years ago. 
where you see all the tests that Luther put him in, put him through before he actually gets yeah. to his hideaway. Um, because they cut that out of the, the theater version. Remember when he, they put him in the ice, the boat, boat this thick? Yeah. That was hilarious. So, uh, Tommy, what started it for you? So it wasn't a specific comic for me. When, when I was younger, I guess I was probably about 10. My stepmother was a yard sailor. She went to yard sales. And she bought home three short boxes of comics. They were the, do you remember those orange marble ones? Boxes that you would get, like, from, I guess, from, like, Sears or something like that? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And she bought home three of them. They were, they were full of old Marvel tales with Spider-Man and some X-Men comics and just various stuff in there. Um, you know, the first things I remember reading were Spider-Man. That's what really got me into it. And, you know, I started reading all that. Um, you know, I loved it. Just loved me some Spider-Man. Um, it had amazing, spectacular in there both. And, you know, 7-Eleven was just a short walk from the house and they had a spinner rack. Oh, so man. once I got once I got into those short boxes and everything, my allowance got spent every week on <laughs> Spider-Man comics and I was hooked. And, and you know, you said 7-Eleven and, and Enid said, oh man, 7-Eleven. <laughs> yes, sir. In the 70s and the 80s, man. Man. You went into 7-Eleven and you came out with a pile of comics. Man. Remember? Because they got like everything. Yes. Whoever did yeah, the buying at 7-Eleven knew what they were doing, Jack. Yeah, yeah this did. would have been about 86 or 87. So you're exactly right. Man, I used to look forward to going to Maryland to see my uncle. We, we, I finally would take that trip up like once during the summer. And I always saved my money because I knew... 7-Eleven was going to have the comics that they didn't have down here. And like like Randy said, they had everything. Let me. And I would go there and clean up, and I'd always leave enough money to get me a Big Wheel. Let me tell you what torture. Big Wheel. Oh, oh. I remember Big Wheel. Yeah, boy. Uh, so let me for tell me, you what torture me, it was, is. It was Spider-Man comics and a Big Gulp. Oh, yes. Yep. yes, Get sir. a Big Gulp yes, and sit there with my comics. Yep. Let me Spider-Man tell you. Comics and a Big Gulp. Let me tell you what torture is. When I was going to school, uh, when I was in high school, my bus stop um, at the apartment complex had a 7-Eleven across the road. And whoever it was that did the comics used to put those bad boys out on, I guess, like bright and early Wednesday morning. So I would go out to the bus stop. We'd put our books down on our little line. I would walk to 7-Eleven, and there'd be the spinner rack, and I would see the new titles already on the rack. And then having to go to school and think about all the ah. new titles sitting there all day Wednesday, coming home, getting your money, and running over. Man. Olivia. Olivia's going to be easy. Yeah. Okay. Olivia, what started it for you? <laughs> well, I grew up with comics. <laughs> so, um, with the, the ones Ed. that I started reading first, I, I will say I didn't typically start with like your typical superheroes. I read Star Wars and my favorites were Tag and Banks, which they actually started re-releasing these. Hmm. Don't ask me why. This is just the one that I always kept rereading for my childhood. I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but Spider Girl was always my girl growing up. Oh yes, that was a good book. I, I love that one. The M two universe with Mayday Parker. Oh, yeah. I love that. And yeah. I love I the fact that they had, um, they kept he lost his leg, but they kept Peter alive to guide her. Right. And, yeah. and it was just great. It was just I bought it religiously. Is, now, isn't this also the the series? Where they don't know she's Spider Girl and she sneaks out and Peter catches her and he's like, Really? <laughs> Something like that, I, yep. I think. Full circle, kind of ironic. Right. I mean, it, it was a good story, especially for a kid growing up reading it. But even now, I'm trying to track them down so I can reread them all. Yeah, that good. was. I, I do remember when the M2 universe was out. That was the one book that I really liked out of all because it did like four titles um, the Spider Girl one. Yeah. And like the the new Avengers one, those were really the only two worth reading. 
Um, and remember, even Marvel knew it because after a while, all the other books disappeared. It was just Spider Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it ran for quite some time too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So tell you what got it into it for me. So I have an uncle uh, down in North Carolina. So I was born in North Carolina. We moved up here to Virginia. And my uncle is only a few years older than me. Um, and by a few years, I'm thinking like maybe less than 10. Um, so my dad had his own upholstery shop and there was a 7-Eleven up the road um, from where the upholstery shop was. My uncle came to visit one summer and helped my dad with work. And he was there and he went to 7-Eleven and he bought a pilot. He bought like three or four comics. Um, and then like every couple of days, he'd go up and buy another two or three comics. So he was at, visiting for like a month. So eventually he had this pile of comic books that he had bought. Um, he was bringing back to the house and he was reading them and he would just like hand me and I'd be reading them when he was done. So when it was time for him to go back home to North Carolina, um, he just left them. He didn't take them. He just set them on a the dresser. He had all the stuff packed up. And I said, you know, oh, your Uncle Robert, you're leaving your comic. He goes, you can have them. And that was it. He that knew what it. he had done. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Um, which, and, and that's where those two accents came from. Cause those are the ones that I ended up buying off the shelf myself. But yeah, I remember him being mainly a Marvel guy. Um, so a lot of Captain America's, a lot of Spider-Man's, um, and, and some DC, I think a lot of Batman's, but that's what did it for me was, was him buying comics and just leaving them there. Um, and then those two action comics, um, and then uh, flash 235 hit and that was, it was all over from there. Oh yeah. When that one landed and I got to see, because so much history takes place in that one book, that, that's still good. I need, to get, just get a, I need to get a CGC of that book. That's how important that thing is. It doesn't mean crap to anyone else, <laughs> but I need to get it graded. Um, so let's do the flip side. Um, I, I love this one. When is the moment when it all came crashing down? Either you got ticked off and you left comics or was about to leave comics and they saved you. Everybody's I, I, got to think about this one, don't you? Okay. Well, uh, you can ask I me mean, how I got into it. Oh, oh I thought you, Mad Men. How did you get into comics? Okay. Um, well, at first, I wasn't into comics. I was into reading books. I don't know if you know about these things, but they're books? Uh, yeah, they're like uh, they're like comic books without. They're pictures. like the boring. Com <laughs> they're the boring comics, right? No pictures. But uh, but when I was a kid, I read so much. I read so many different books. So many that you know. Uh, uh, periodicals as well, magazines. I read them all. I read so much that eventually, you know, uh, comic books just drifted into my life. You know, and it, back then, when I first started reading comic books, um, it was, um, it was mostly like GI Joe and Semper Fi, and like a war, war and military kind of comic books is what I liked. And so um, that was really all that I read. And this was back, you know, before like the '90s, when the '90s, when the when it went from the newsstand market, like you guys were talking about, and changed into the direct market, that's when I started to get introduced to things like comic book bags and comic book boards. And I was like, I didn't know this technology existed. Because <laughs> up until that point, I had been keeping, you know, old, just my comics in an old shoebox, you know. But then when the, the direct market changed, when the whole industry changed in that regard, I was able to get, uh, be able to collect these things and and I feel so ashamed about the comic books I had before I started buying bags yeah. and boards because they were just books to me. Right. And so they were dog-eared, they were worn, you know, they were well-read and just like my books. But, you know, after, after I started collecting comic books, I started treating both my comic books better and my books better. And it's just you know, that way because uh, one day you want to read it again, you know, whether it's a book or whether it's a comic book, you know, it's just a good idea to, like, take care of the things that you really love. 
Uh, you know, it's funny. I, actually, I apologize. I thought you had stepped outside. I can't see you past this monitor, <laughs> oh, yeah. so I, I thought you were still outside. That's all right. Um, but what you said about, I remember when a lot of comics went direct market, um, really aggravated me. Remember, because I remember when Marvel canceled Micronauts and brought in Micronauts and New Voyages and it was direct only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I didn't have access to it. We only had the one store. Um, and a lot of people got mad at this person and quit going to their store. You know who I'm talking about. Yes, I do. And, and then but DC did it with Teen Titans. They cut Teen Titans and it went direct market only. Boy, I was, I was, ooh, I was they pissed. They did that right after they introduced Dick Grayson's Nightwing. Right, right. Yeah, and they had kind of had a real hard time like gaining popularity again after that, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. The, uh, get, well, here's the thing. When they went direct market, direct market literally just meant comic shop. Yeah. Well, they were not uh, a whole, you know, explosion of comic shops out there when they did this. Nope. Um, I mean, there were some places who just never saw that book again. You you know? Know, do you know the, the only really real comic shop prior to my um, joining the Air Force that I ever went to? Geppy's Comic World in um, Silver Spring, Maryland on Fenton Street. Yeah. Yeah, they're and, really rare back then. Yeah. And, like, that's where I bought my first issue of, uh, that's where I, that's where I bought the death of Captain Marvel. Dude, so you remember where Marie's books and things were yeah. um, down on Prince of Sand. You went down the block from Prince of Sand, and there was a newsstand right there on the corner. Yeah. Robinson's newsstand. Yeah. And, brother, you want to talk comics? The woman got every comic book published. And I got to the point where she would actually let me just open the, own, the, the new bundles and go through and get I would Dang. walk out with a stack like that. I mean, ah. Mm. All right, so now back to the flip side of it. The, the moment when comic books lost you, where you decided, I'm done with them, or you was almost done with them, you was about ready to leave, and they saved you. When I joined it, I joined the Air Force right after they killed Supergirl. Oh, I crisis, got, yeah. Crisis really made me mad because I kept seeing that the house ad for the cover of number seven. And two weeks before I left the goal to join, go in the military, I went to stay with my sister when she lived in D.C. and I picked it up from the 7-Eleven. And I just went right through it and I said, no, they're not going to know they're not. And I was like, <laughs> you sons of <laughs> and um, then we couldn't have comic books in the dorm because I was in basic, so I missed number eight. <laughs> and that is not so, the issue to so, miss, brother. So exactly. So, but then I saw Long Shot and the great art of Arthur Adams. I went to a comic book store in San Antonio. One of the guys had it when we got out of basic. I got hooked again. But I was still done because I was still ticked off. And I even got an almond almost lost it when I came home on my way to my first duty station when I picked up Crisis 12. <laughs> and found out but, Flash was dead. <laughs> yeah, and then I found out the Flash was dead. Then I they killed off the Huntress and all of and the during it, all of the Justice Society. And right. I'm like, the hell with this. But it, was, <laughs> but it was John Burns' Superman run. Oh, yeah. Because Man of Steel back. comes out right after that, when right? When Man of Steel came out, I heard he was going to take over. And I'm like, I wonder if he's going to put him in a different costume. I saw the ad. He was in the same costume. I picked up number one. It was over. But there was another point that I was all ready to give up 
and it was Superman again that brought me back in 99 when Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis took over. Oh, yeah, that was a great run. And, man, I was like, oh, yeah. I, 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 and I was on top of that every week, and I ain't never looked back since. So you were talking about Crisis. I want to interject real quickly. Issue 7 with Supergirl and Issue 8 with Flash. Um, remember when you first saw those covers and you thought, it's a gimmick. They're yeah, not going to exactly. do it. That's, yeah. that, that was the first time that they actually killed somebody. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, crap, they did it. And, and, and you was like, <laughs> you, you sitting there look like you. Yeah, because you put those books down you went, I don't believe they just did that. Yep. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, they'll be back. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> yep. yep. All right, Tommy, when did so it all come I, crashing down? I actually stopped collecting and came back twice. It's happened twice with me. Um, basically, pretty much for the same reason each time. I mean, it wasn't anything the comic book world did to me. It wasn't like a story I read that pissed me off or anything like that. It was, the, the first time, it was I, I got to the point where I'd started, uh, started dating and was either women or comic books. I couldn't afford both. So I need three guesses which one left. Priorities, priorities. priorities. Right, priorities. And so, so I, stopped, so I stopped, uh, stopped collecting at that point because I couldn't do both. And then, you know, I got out of it and many years went by. And do you remember- you got out of women? When- oh, so hang on, I want to hear this story. <laughs> he said I got out of it, right? <laughs> no, no, I never got out of women. But, but um, years went years by. And then we were, um, me and some friends were in Richmond for, um, for one of your favorite things in the whole wide world, Randy, a pro wrestling event. Uh, right, and great. We were walking around. We were walking around downtown wrestling, and we found a comic store. So I went in, and there like, on the rack was a uh, a Michael Turner cover of Justice League. I was like, "Well, that looks really pretty. I'm going to buy that." And I read it, and I was immediately hooked again. And it started out as like, "It's just going to be this one. I'm not going to get this deep into it. I'm not going to keep you know just Justice League. Only going to read Justice League. I'm not going to read anything else. Just Justice League." So that eventually led to about a you know $150 to $200 a month habit in a pretty short period of time. Um, and you know I collected for many years until I got engaged. And because we were in our late 30s, we were paying for our own wedding. So, you know, again, priorities, you know, what had to go was my massive comic book habit in order to help pay for the help save to pay for the wedding. I really don't like what and, you call it a habit. Well, yeah, it, you know, whatever you want to call it, hobby, habit, whatever. It, it, it is kind of an addiction. I'm not going to lie. Hey, man, you got any action comics? I'm Jonesy, man. You got, you got yeah, you an got, action? You got, you got a Superman? Justice you got a detective? Oh, man, you have this much copy of Betty and Veronica, man. Uh, yeah, I'm I'll really hey, 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 now, now you're intruding on Mad Men territory. Don't be dissing me, Archie. Don't diss Archie. No, no, I love Archie, dude. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Don't, I got the cartoons at home. <laughs> I even I even sat through see, Riverdale. See what, what, back, what actually bought me back was this podcast. We oh. started doing we started the you know you me and Madman we started doing this podcast and when we started I was not reading modern comics I had not got back into it and you know as we started talking about the old stuff and you know you were talking about how much you know what you like with the new stuff and Olivia's dad was at that point you know lending us books to review He's on your the pusher man. Yeah. <laughs> I started reading some new stuff again. It, you know, it ignited it again and I was back. So. I, and I do remember we would have a conversation when, when we first started doing the podcast. Did you read this? No, I'm not reading it. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, bring it in to me. <laughs> bring it in. And I'm like, yep. are you reading this? No, I'm not reading it. 
Tommy, I'm going to fire you. Um, so. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't fired me in quite some time. I'm I, I know. You better get for that wrestling comment tonight. Right. Well, that's all right. I'm, I was already about ready to fire Enos for the Tom King crack. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Olivia, you're up. I don't think she got qualified having been out of it. I don't think I qualified. No, so I've no, never stopped so. reading books. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I definitely read comics on and off. I read what's relevant. I read stuff for research. Um, but I also do read stuff to enjoy. Um, I also am a big fan of reading actual books, too. <laughs> but comic books, um, I read a lot of, like, Stephen King and Neil Gaiman comics. So that's kind of what I'm focused on now. I will say my biggest pet peeve with comics and if I was collecting them, why I would stop collecting is if they drag on a story just for the sake of yeah. selling more issues. Oh yeah. Well, you would like, have loved new 52. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only saving grade, the only reason I did anything with new 52 was Aquaman. Yeah. Oh, oh. that was the only, one of the reason. only characters that come out of that, that kind of better. Th that thoroughly benefited. Right. Because finally somebody knew what to do with him. Right. <laughs> so for our listeners who don't know, Olivia's dad owns our local comic shop. I'm pretty certain on the day she was born, he put an FF1 like in her crib. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I actually used to be in a little like baby bouncer in the back of the store when I was. So I, I literally grew <laughs> wow. up in a comic store. There's some people who come in. They're like, yeah, I used to shop back here. And I was like, I was that baby. Oh, the baby that bouncer. was you. I oh. love doing that. Sorry about people. the paint chips I, I fed you. Oh, man. What, you <laughs> <ought to be laughs> That's right. We yeah, all get our books now, courtesy of the, the Reverend Ed. I've dealt right. with your father since I was 16. So. Oh, yeah. Probably a time that I saw you in, in the in the store when you were probably you were so. Did, didn't even yeah. know who I was looking at. I remember <laughs> I I remember meeting her dad when he came. I'll have to tell you this whole story when he came up to take over his Fred store and was basically firing the guy running for it because he was basically stealing product. Yeah. Was that when he was down the road from us at work? Huh? Was that when he was down the road from us at work? Remember? No, he was on Route Three okay. over there in that little area where Batteries Plus is. Ah, okay. Um, that store, that's where I, that's where I started going to his store, right yep. there where Batteries that's Plus. That's where is I first found him. Uh, but yeah, I'll tell you that story uh, another time. So, what got? I've actually quit. I think a couple of times. Um, the one, the the one that really got me. Um, and this is funny because I didn't quit comics as much as I quit a company. Mm -hmm. um, right after Civil War at Marvel. That wasn't what did it for me. It was the whole shooting Aunt May, killing Aunt May, and let's going to break up the Spider-Man marriage. I'm like, this is stupid. You don't need to do that. Um, I boycotted Marvel for a couple years, and I mean a straight, not a single Marvel was on my, on my pull. It was all DC. Marvel was done. I was never reading any more Marvel books. Um, I can't remember where I got back in. I do want to say that I picked back up with FF again, probably, because I still like, you know, FF was when I cut my teeth on, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and then I remember they did the Brand New Day, or the One More Day with uh, Dan Slott writing it, and I said, okay, well, he's actually doing pretty good. So I, I went ahead and started reading Spider-Man again, and found out, well, this guy's actually really good. And I think it was even a statement from Slott who even said that I could have told all these stories with the married Spider-Man. We didn't yeah. have to break up the marriage. Yeah. Um, the other thing that kind of really got me um, was, and they're still a little bit guilty of this, but they've backed off of it somewhat, was Marvel had this thing for 
big event after big event after big event. You wouldn't even finish the current big event before the next one was coming out on its heels. Mm-hmm. Um, one that really got me, oh, and this one just irked me to no end, was when they did Age of Ultron. That was a great series. I loved it. Only to find out midway through, it was pumping up more series coming out after it. I mean, and you could tell by reading it, we want you to read this series so we can push these series on you. And I'm like, we are not doing this. And, you know, you were talking about the One More Day uh, storyline. I wanted to put, I wanted to dropkick Joe Cazada because I didn't, didn't become a fan of his because of Sword of Azrael. I loved his run on Daredevil with the Guardian Devil storyline. That's what got me back into Daredevil. Right. And I was like, and then I said, man, you simply and put out a great story with Daredevil. Then you're going to mess up Spider-Man like this? Yeah. I'm like, really? No, man. So Crazy. that one irks me. Um, I, I, almost, I almost quit after the whole Onslaught thing and oh, shooting oh. off uh, Captain America, Avengers, Fantastic oh. Four, and Tony over here and keeping just Spider-Man and the mutants over here. Um, I, I really hated that move. I'm like, so you basically are never going to have these two teams interact. The whole strength of your universe is the fact that the Fantastic Four are it. Yeah, they are the, the they're basically the parents of your whole universe, and you just shunted them off into a pocket dimension. Um, so that one irked me. Um, and and this one, um, and I think you might even agree with me. Uh, obviously, from what got me into it. I started with DC comics. Uh-huh. Um, when DC first announced the whole flashpoint series, uh, all right, cool. Sounds good. And then they made the tragic error of telling us that it was going to reboot the DC universe and everything was going to start over. And they told us this yeah. while all the current issues were still going. That yeah. was a big mistake. You shouldn't let the cat out the bag yeah. before we've actually gotten there. And if you didn't yeah. pay attention, they told you at the end of the story because everybody was looking different. Right. Yeah, um, I dropped I dropped a lot of DC titles when they told us about the about the reboot. I, matter of fact, pretty much all of them. I and said, you knew yeah, it was well, coming because all, all and- every single title on that last month had a definitive end to the story. Yeah, um, the only the only one I think I re- I really finished up with was Booster Gold. Right. Well, Booster Gold and Green Lantern. I kept reading those. Um, and they, they stayed on my pull list. The rest of them, I'm just like, I'm done. I'll just pick up, you know, after Flashpoint when they reboot everything. It's no point. And in- then Flashpoint came out, and I read it, and I'm like, well, I'm not really happy with this because it was so obvious they had rebooted everything. Mm-hmm. But I said, but you know what? This was good because Jeff Johns had written it. I said, right. maybe, just maybe New 52 will be okay. Um, well, you can, ha- you can hope. Right. Yeah. New Justice League was kind of okay. I liked seeing it starting from the beginning again. Um, Aquaman rocked. Oh, yeah. Somebody knew what oh, to do yeah. with it. But everything else was horrible. Um, and um, what, one that was a miss that I wanted to see them do something with because um, I love the classics. And I always have been a fan of the Blackhawks. Right. And they had a new version of them and I've always wanted to see what that but that didn't go anywhere. So the Blackhawks, the original Rainbow Six. Right. Yeah. So New Fifty Two was just I, I was kind of just trodden through. And then they announced um well, they didn't say it, but it was like, hey, we know this isn't working, so we're gonna reboot and we're gonna do rebirth. rebirth. Woo. I almost quit on rebirth. I was like, I, I can't do it, guys. I stuck with TV Flashpoint. 
I, I, I gave you my confidence in New 52, and you've let me down. Felt betrayed. And I even, I think, Libby, I think I even told your dad, I'm not going to do it. Um, I've been <laughs> so let down. I just, I, I think I'm done with DC. I'm not jumping on Rebirth. I'm I just not going to do it. But DC Universe Rebirth number one came out, and I said, okay, let's give it a shot. And then we saw Wally West come back. I was going to say, the Death's what did it for me. And we saw the button. And I'm like, okay, now you've got something. Uh, and that's what saved me because DC, I was already not reading a lot of Marvel already. Yeah. I was reading maybe two or three titles. Um, and I was about ready to just kick DC to the curb, which really was going to be a very hard decision for me because DC was the first comic I ever bought. Yeah. You know, Flash, it, to just totally get rid of DC was like a nail in the coffin for me. So Rebirth saved me. Madman. And, and do that, I would want to see them do some of the challenges of the unknown. Too. Right. Still cool. So, yeah, uh, I was about Madman. What? Where did they lose you? Uh, it really, really wasn't their fault. Uh, it, was, it was more about the timing. Just like Enos, you know, I, was, uh, I joined the Navy. And when you, when you join the military, your uh, personal possessions, you know, you start out with zero. But over time, you can uh, you can acquire you know accrue some possessions and collect things. Right. And you know you're lucky that you're in the Air Force. You had probably had more space to store things. Yeah. Than I did. And so, um, but I I joined in 1997. I joined the Navy in 1997. And at that time, that's when like um, you know a lot of the you know Marvel and DC they're putting out like uh, titles were putting out like uh, two, uh, two two issues a month. You know they had upped the price to to like 125. You know, and some of the bigger issues were like 150 once or two bucks, you know, especially if it's a special issue. And a lot of it was art based. It was, you know, image was in full swing at that point. And it was it was excellent, excellent art. But the stories were just horrible. And so I kind of just put them in a box, stuffed them in the corner. I sold my drum set, which I really regret. I missed that drum set like you wouldn't believe. But I mean, I was still I'm, I'm still going to hold on to the comic books. I'll sell the drum set, but I'll hold on to the comic books. And so from 1997 to 2001, I didn't really read any comic books. And then when I got out of the Navy, I got a job, and that's when I started buying comic books again, collecting them again. And, uh, and you know, that was, I guess, you know, like I, I guess in like a 2007, I had another falling out with comic books because of personal issues I had. So it's not like it was the comic book's fault. You know, right. it was mostly that I joined the, I joined the Navy and, uh, uh, you know, conditions applied. And then, you know, I had kind of a madman moment yep. so, and sold a bunch of really awesome comic books that I regret, including Avengers number four. Uh, hey, that's the one time you lost. I say, at least you know what happened to your Avengers four. <laughs> yeah. And I, I spent the money. I, <laughs> at least I got the money Tommy for it. Even said, at least you know what happened to your Avengers <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, I, and ha- Madman talking about that reminded me um, remember back in uh, the 90s when. Every week, not every month, every week, Marvel has some gimmick cover. Yeah. Like yeah. a hologram or a foil, and we lost Olivia. Um, but, like, every week there was some new gimmick cover. And I, and I remember going in to pick up my books, and I looked over at, uh, I don't know if it was Ed that time. I, I know it was one of Ed's stores. I remember that. And I looked over and it says, did they make a regular cover? He's like, nah. And I stood there going, Damn it. <laughs> I, it was a book I bought, but I didn't want to buy the shiny $2 cover. But 
but I was forced to. Hologram, Chromium. You know, that reminds me. um, I think one of the last comic books I bought before I went in the Navy was an Eclipso comic book that had just a little plastic. Oh, the little diamond on it? Diamond on it. Yeah, and I was just like, wow, they really stopped caring about doing that right, have they? Well, I I also remember looking at going, how are you going to bag and board this damn thing? (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? Yeah. I remember one time, I think it was probably in about like, 06 or 07 something like that i, I walked into walked into our uh, my local comic shop here and there was a book on the shelf that had a hologram on it i don't remember what it was but i remember looking like i said what is that yeah. <laughs> why is that there why is it so shiny God, tell me they're doing this again uh, right and those like, stupid no, X- and those stupid no. x-men comics back in the nights that had a little the weird green hologram card on it mm-hmm. oh like what fresh oh, yeah. hell is this? Oh wow! Look, <laughs> what is let's this? not even get started on Spider Man. Right. Oh, uh, oh yeah. All the hologram covers. Oh my yeah. God! Didn't Robin well, that big two gold cover? Robin, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the second Robin miniseries. Yeah, that had the little uh, yeah. yeah the the pull down on it, so a little cake would flap. Oh, that was the Robin <laughs> three series. Yeah, I I bought them all. <laughs> I yeah, remember, remember the amazing what was it? Amazing Spider Man three seventy five, that shiny gold cover with yeah, him yeah. fighting Venom on it. Although yeah, yeah. you know what, I do have to say there was one there was one like special cover that I did <laughs> like only because it gave me a freaking heart attack. I don't remember the issue, the actual issue number. But it was the Ghost Rider with the glow in the dark skull head. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> I did yeah. not. I did not know that that thing glow in the dark. Uh, uh, creepy uh, out one night. Gl- so I think I, I had that. One. I had I'm read sure it. It was laying on my pile. The light had been hitting, and you know, hitting it all day. <laughs> um, I turn out to like go to bed, and I roll over, and there's this <gasps> flaming skull just floating at me, and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" Mama's <laughs> right. It is the devil. <laughs> and I uh. set up and went, "It's that damn comic book." <laughs> <laughs> I bet you prayed to God pretty I, quick. Look, I bet you had a Bobby Boucher moment. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did. Mama said it is. I got up. I put another comic on top of it and went back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Ooh, I wish I could have seen that. That bet would have been hilarious seeing Randy jump out of his skin. Mm. But uh, <laughs> that's all the time we have for this week. Uh, yeah, sorry we lost you, Olivia. Um, remember, Mad Men does Shock Monkey Radio every Tuesday uh, from 6 to 7. It'd be better if seven. you uh, promoted our FXBG Public Radio Patreon page. If you went over to patreon.com slash FXBG Public Radio, uh, we'd really appreciate it. Oh, that puppy is live? Okay, good. Yep. So give it again, Scott. It's, F- it's patreon.com slash FXBG Public Radio. Check it out. Become a patron. We'd Great. appreciate it. And then I can go ahead and kill our page. Nice. No, you want your own page. <laughs> uh, also, uh, remember, uh, we have our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost in a long box. Uh, reach out to us at lost in a long box at gmail.com. I noticed nobody ever answered a trivia question from a few weeks ago. So maybe next week I'll go ahead and throw another one at you. Uh, oh, I have one. Um, so uh, in the TV show, HR Puff and Stuff, there was a boy who had a magical talking instrument. What was the name of the instrument and what was it? Oh my Email us your answer at lostinalongbox at gmail.com. And our Facebook groups, Batman, Yesterday, Today, Forever, Realm of, Com- Realm of Superheroes, Comics, and Pop Culture, and Gather Together the Greatest Superhero Teams. Uh, thank you, everyone. We will see you next week. Be safe. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.